This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I had a chip on my shoulder, had to let it go. Cause unforgiveness keeps them in control. I came in with good intentions, then I let it go. Sean Mendez and Justin Bieber with Monster. Two guys with beautiful women in their lives. It seems like they're afraid of messing it up, eh? What if I trip? What if I fall? Am I the monster? Yeah, I wonder. I didn't even read into it like that. Mm. Haley Baldwin and Camila Cabello. Couple of hotties. Yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm kind of surprised by this collaboration, to be honest with you, because uh, if you look at like their allegiances, you got Justin Bieber, who's clearly aligned with Scooter Braun. It's his manager. Mm-hmm. Scooter Braun. They're tight. Is like arch nemesis to Taylor Swift. You look at Shawn Mendes, Shawn Mendes is aligned with Taylor Swift. You'd mm-hmm. think that this collaboration would never happen just from a, I ah, better not. You yeah. Know, maybe Taylor will be pissed off, but maybe people just don't care that much. Maybe I'm reading into it too much. Yeah. Maybe you know? the artists aren't bothered by the drama that the like the managers and the executives are bringing into it. Yeah. Maybe the artists are cool. And it's all the business types that are super annoying in that industry. Yeah, maybe. Did you have Arch Nemesis, uh, Bundus? Like, was there another band that was doing something similar and you kept running into them at the Battle of the Bands and they, you know, <laughs> Actually, they would beat yeah. you? And, yes, uh, there yeah. was. Yeah, there was a band. And are they still around today? I don't think they're around anymore. I think they broke up as well. Yeah. Uh, but I remember uh, there was a Battle of the Bands and we... We blew the lid off that place. Yeah, and we, like it was packed for us, and I, I, we we felt so confident that we were going to win. You but, got it, man! And everyone was telling you that, eh? Oh, you guys got this. <laughs> we got this. But then the the organizers came to us like privately mm-hmm. and said, because of my affiliations with radio stations, <gasps> oh, oh no, that they didn't want it to seem like a fix was in and they, they weren't going to award us the win. No, oh. that sucks. Yeah. So your I, like, band must've been pissed at you <laughs> for your job. I, I, in some ways it, it hindered like an opportunity like that. In other ways we got a lot of opportunity because of my connections within, in the industry. Right. But, the crowd didn't know that. So when they announced the winner being this other band, the crowd, like, was, they lost their shit. Yeah. They were booing at hard. Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of had this, like. Um, oh, was the crowd stacked with, like, your friends and fans? Wait, did you have, like, a. It was, it was mo- mainly, like, we, we had a really big following, our, our band. I don't know how it. it so it was, had, they, they were biased to begin with. Sure. But they we also booed. like we also killed it. Like yeah. it, it was unquestionable that we were the best group in that oh place. Oh my yeah. god, that sucks! You got to tell us who the band is now, or is that is that some forty one? <laughs> no, is that some forty one. Simple plan. <laughs> no, no. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to actually name the name of the band because, like, you know, 
but was we, it we had we Billy had ongoing talent. No, it wasn't Billy Nickel talent. Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't Nickelback. We weren't on that level. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah, you bow down to Nickelback. The right? Trues. <laughs> not the Trues. Not the Trues. Oh okay. wow. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I lost. I thought I was going to win something, and I lost it. Everyone was telling me I had it won. It was the Much Music VJ search. Oh yeah, and I had like I had been on the radio for a little bit, so I had a little bit of experience. And I decided before I went in there that I was going to pretend the camera was a microphone and just do my radio show, which yeah. is a great way to do it. And I was definitely the most comfortable and natural. And I had people telling me, "You're gonna, you got this." I had you were uh, down to what the top three, top four, top four, and I had people. Like I had somebody that came from Guelph, like the Guelph Mercury, who was writing a story on me. And he's like, you you know, you won this, right? Like your hands down the best one. My brother called. He's like, you got this. Like you're, you're so much more polished and professional than everyone else. Yeah, they don't and want they that. They don't though. want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so right. Because I, I totally followed. I, I very rarely paid attention to the VJ search. Mm-hmm. But I happened to, I don't know. I just was watching it quite a bit yeah. through the time you were on it. And yeah. that's where I first like knew who you were yeah. when I met you when we worked together I knew you from the Much Music VJ search and the thing is the person <laughs> who won was the person I wanted to see win <laughs> no offense to you you were great and everything but this guy was just quirky and kind of funny yeah and he made me laugh he was like uh you know, like those people that were almost ahead of their time with their uh, with their stick. Mm-hmm. There used to be a guy who was on the edge, Barry Taylor. I used to love listening to him. He was really creative. Very unique and creative. Very funny. He went on to be a stand-up comedian when he got bounced out of radio. But I bet you if he were doing, if he was doing what he did then, now, people would be like calling him, trying to get him over to their radio station. Yeah. You He's know what ahead I mean? of the curve. Yeah, like he just, people at that time, the bosses weren't ready for that sort of level of creativity. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, they wanted what you were bringing to Much Music, but Much Music was like, nah, we don't want this. Yeah, now I look back and I see all my mistakes that I made. You know, I wish I was crazier. I wish I was doing like... More stunty stuff. Stunty stuff. Bits. I wish I wasn't trying to just like... You know, one of the tests that they put us through was they had us like talk to time. So you have 45 seconds to fill and you have to nail it. You know, I nailed it. I was the only one yeah, who did yeah. it perfectly. And they don't want that. They want to kind of see someone go down in flames. Yeah, they want to wreck the temp. Somebody who's yeah. loosey-goosey and just like fun yeah. and cute and yeah. whatever. They yeah. didn't want... I, I played the whole thing wrong. Yeah. I just tried to excel at every challenge. But, you know, that's not what they wanted. I remember oh. going home on the train after that, just being like, I thought... Because I lived in Montreal at the oh, time. That sucks that I'm you like, thought you had it, I'm too. Like, I and I everyone this. told you that. I I had oh. this. But then I thought, you know, everything happens for a reason. And um, maybe that's why I'm in Toronto today. And if I had got that job, I would have left radio. I would have left radio. And now looking at what that job entails for, you know, television jobs aren't that great. That job doesn't even exist anymore. That job doesn't exist There's anymore. There's no VJs anymore unless they're doing a special interview. They'll bring back somebody who was a VJ. Exactly. You know, like a Liz Trenier or yes. a T-Rex or someone. But otherwise, those people aren't doing no the bits that they used to do it's, back in the I day. I wanted the yeah. job because it was basically like a radio DJ on camera. And that's, it was like you're hanging out, you're doing a shift from mm-hmm. for six hours, you're playing vi- music videos and you're talking in between and you're going out on the street talking to people. That's the job I was auditioning for, not what it became, which is kind of more like an entertainment reporter. Yeah. Right? So 
Anyways, things happen for a reason, Bundus. If you had won that Battle of the Bands, we might, you might not be working with the legendary radio duo oh, that Tucker is and Tucker and Mora. Okay? Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah, that's very true. Full circle. I could have been on the road playing... <laughs> You know, huge sold-out shows. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right? That would Yeah, that's right. And, you get, and instead, you get the pleasure of working with Dr. Amora. You know? Isn't it funny? Yeah, you had to get up at 4 a.m. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. you say things happen for a reason. You will love this story. Okay, so um, Alex Trebek, who recently passed away, tragically, of uh, pancreatic cancer. They're still running new episodes of Jeopardy right up until Christmas. In fact, uh, last night um, in the recorded episode of Jeopardy, it happened to just line up with World Pancreatic Cancer Day. Oh. And, and he had recorded this message for last night's episode. Before we get into today's match, a word about today. Today is World Pancreatic Cancer Day. And if you or anyone you know has developed some of the symptoms that I have talked about in the past, then by all means, get to a doctor, get yourself tested. I want you to be safe. This is a terrible, terrible disease. So I was curious as to what those symptoms were that he talked about. And I actually found the episode where he discussed in great detail. uh, Well, here, let's play him. I wish I had known sooner that the persistent stomach pain I experienced prior to my diagnosis was a symptom of pancreatic cancer. Other common symptoms can include mid-back pain, unexplained weight loss, new onset diabetes, and the yellowing of the skin or eyes. Won't you join me in this fight? Participate this November by wearing purple, spreading the word on social media, and visiting worldpancreaticcancerday.org to learn more. Okay, so he does this message on Jeopardy. Mm -hmm. Guy watching the show, not even like a regular viewer, happens to see it, and he's like, huh, I kind of have some of that. Yeah. And uh, 70-year-old guy, he is crediting Alex Trebek for saving his life, for giving him a better chance at surviving his pancreatic cancer, because sure enough, he had it. This is the guy talking about it. I found out about this whole thing by mistake. I just got lucky, and that's what it comes down to. I was lucky enough to happen to turn on Jeopardy and on the day that he happened to do his public service announcement. I just listened to what he had to say and was thinking, because I, I had been having an upper abdomen pain if I hadn't been paying attention, if I hadn't happened to stumble across Alex Trebek's uh, recording, his, his public service announcement, I wouldn't be here. There's a lot of coincidences, and I'm not always sure I believe in coincidences. So I think uh, divine intervention is probably a good a good way to describe it. Yeah, that's amazing. Just talking about stuff, just being open, even if you don't have a show or a platform to talk about it, but just with people on the street or mm-hmm. your friends and family, it's like, oh yeah, I, I'm, I'm dealing with that. My uncle has pancreatic cancer and he's going through chemo right now. He just had his last round. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty heavy, but um, God, you got to go get checked out, eh? Back pain? Who doesn't have lower back pain? Yeah. Who doesn't have an upset stomach from time to time? I'll tell you, like I, it, it just, um, 
I've been having joint pain or, or ligament pain in my elbows, right? And it, mm-hmm. I, I asked my GP about it, and he thinks it's tennis elbow, and I went to physio, and it all lines up. Yeah. But, I, you know, uh, part of me also was thinking, like, in the last six months, I've been losing a little bit of weight. You have, yes. And you I, have been. And so I'm like, I start, my wheels start turning, like, oh, my God, should I be, like, getting screened for other things? Mm-hmm. Or is it just because I kind of have cut down on the calories a little bit, like, mm-hmm. on my uh, food intake? But it's pretty scary, and, you, yeah, you got to get these things looked looked at if you think something's going on with you. What was that experience like with your virtual doctor's appointment? Was it good? Oh, it was great. It was great? I mean, yeah, I, I loved it because... Uh, you didn't you, have to drive anywhere, no parking. I didn't have to sit in a room filled with sick people. Yeah, you sure. Know, like, you know when you used to have to go to the doctor's office for something that wasn't like a, a viral infection, mm-hmm. and then you see all these people, and you, they're... they're <laughs> coughing and sneezing and you're just like oh can I just get out of here <laughs> without getting whatever they have as well yeah and uh no I really enjoyed it I mean uh, they can't touch you mm-hmm. I guess if they feel like something's going on they would uh need you to come in and see them in person but I was in the waiting room mm-hmm. the zoom waiting room waiting for my doctor to come up probably took about like 15 minutes longer than you know the appointment time okay and I was just doing other things yeah it's totally. great yeah and then we had the chat. It's like, you know, we've done a lot of stuff on video. It's almost like you're with them. Was he like, hold up your elbow. Let me have a look at it. Did yeah. he want to see it in the camera? Made me take my shirt off. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> just, just. The, That's funny. That cost yeah. extra? And he's like, okay, let me see that butt of yours. Turn around. No, he made me, I was wearing like a, a t-shirt and then like a button shirt, you know, plaid shirt on so top. So you said take your shirt off. Yeah, he just wanted to see my elbows. Yeah, that's see what if I was it was sort swollen. of complaining about. Yeah. And, uh. Cool. Yeah, and then he like kind of said, okay, and he showed me on him, like, so you're saying it's around here? I'm like, yeah, exactly. And he goes, well, that sounds like tennis elbow. It's a pretty common thing. And then you got your referral. Then I, Well, he just said, go see physio, and if, oh. uh, I'll give you a referral in case your benefits need you uh, to have that like doctor's note saying that, that you're okay to go. Via email? Yeah, and then he sent an email. It was right there. It's like, boom. What do we, I mean, it I, makes it, a lot of sense. I really think it would. It's going to be something that carries on moving forward. Yeah, and my husband Matt had a doctor's appointment, and it happened on seven thirty on a Saturday morning. So it's it's almost like there's more office hours now, more availability to go see your doctor. You can go on a Saturday. I mean, go go down to your living room and get on the Zoom call. Yeah, right? I, I just, I, and you think about people who live in remote areas, like I could walk to my doctor's office. It's not that far. It would take me about a half hour. Mm-hmm. It's not far from your bar, actually, oh. on Queen Street. And uh, I could go get a drink, then go to the doctor's <laughs> office. It'd be perfect. <laughs> but I mean, if you live out in some remote area, this idea that you can just like video chat with your GP, I mean, they've done it before in like Northern Canada, mm-hmm. but to have it, just be all over the place, I think is going to be one of the things that can carries on post-COVID-19. I wonder if doctors are like, ka-ching. Yeah, they Cashing still... Cashing in on the appointments now. Not that they weren't busy already, but... Yeah, you... I, don't think, I, I don't think that it'll be any slower for them. No. Uh, you know, they still have to do the paperwork and the filing and all the stuff where they keep track oh. of all these conversations. Gotcha. But... Uh, I think it's more convenient for the patient. Hell, As- yes. Assuming they're not going to miss something. Um, but, mm. you know, if you have a concern that involves them needing to touch you, they'll book that appointment that way. Right. And then you go in and you get your, your exam. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Makes- 
This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's a lot of sense. I guess the world of auditioning has totally turned to video now. Yeah, it's so great. I, I much prefer it. Because you it don't used, have to like go and wait in a room with a mm, whole bunch of people who are all trying to get the job, right? It's, you know how I used to complain to you about going to an audition and you get... Uh, to uh, essentially where the receptionist and the, set, the people who are running the audition were, are so mean. <laughs> I've said it before. They're just like, you know, you've been working, prob- you've been spending so much time getting ready for this audition and you go there and they treat you like crap while you're waiting in that waiting room. And I don't understand why. Mm. Sometimes they won't even look up at you. They just won't even look up at you and say, hey, thanks for coming, you know. It's awesome that you've been preparing for this. You might have just <laughs> wasted, in most cases, you've completely wasted your time. Right, so you want them to be like, uh, thanks for coming. Hey, uh, grab a pen. I just need to get a picture. The way they herd you through, like cattle, like you don't mean anything, really sucks, you know, because you have been working to prepare for this audition on a project that you're probably not going to get. Let's face it, yeah. So, at least be nice to the people that come in the room. And I'm not everyone is like that, but the majority of people just don't even look up from their computer to look at you. Kind of like when you're at the front desk of a walk-in clinic or something. The people that are working behind the desk try and have no Mm -hmm. emotional connection with you whatsoever. Whatsoever, yeah. Yeah. But I would say now it's getting better because now you, you, in most cases, you're recording something at home and then submitting it that way. So you record your audition. Or I've even had a couple of auditions over Zoom. So you'll be in the virtual waiting room and then the casting director will let you in. And then you do your audition that way. Did you hear what happened to the guy who was uh, one of the actors in Euphoria? He was doing a conversation with a director mm-hmm. and the director thought he was muted, but wasn't. And the director was basically ripping on this guy's apartment. What? Yeah. The, the actor's name is Lucas Gage. If you watched Euphoria on HBO, which if you haven't, it's at a, I loved that series. Did you? You probably didn't like it, Bundesa. I watched the first episode of it and I thought it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Really? Like every single thing that could have gone wrong in this one school went wrong. And it was just ridiculous. I was like, I'm out. This is dumb. Uh, It was was a pretty crazy, pretty crazy. Pretty heavy school year. Pretty heavy school year for those students. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I still loved it though. I thought it was really well done. Uh, Anyway, this guy was the dude who was the college student who uh, was trying to hook up with that... uh, psycho guy's ex-girlfriend at the time they were on a break or whatever okay do you remember the guy who got beat up and had to admit to raping a girl (gasps) even though he didn't rape the girl yes but he was basically oh my god i felt so sorry for that guy. yeah that's the guy this is the guy so he's a great actor 
Yeah, good actor. So this is before he gets the role in Euphoria or after? No, this is a Zoom meeting he's having with the director. Director rips into his apartment. I'll play you the audio because he posted it. And I think it's going to help him, but we'll see. These poor people live in these tiny apartments. Like I'm looking at his, you know, background and he's got his TV and, and you know. Yeah, mute it. I know it's a apartment. That's why give me this job so I can get a better one. All right. Um, Ready? Oh my god, I'm so so sorry. No, it's because totally. Li- listen, I'm living I'm in a. So sorry. I'm living in a four by four box. It's fine. Just give me the job, and we'll be no, fine. I, I'm <laughs> so he's basically, you know, what a dick. Called out the director, you know, who's basically. So he's auditioning in that moment. He's getting ready to audition mm-hmm. and waiting, you know, for them to say go. Mm-hmm. And so this guy's just like commenting on the state of his place. With which a is... pretentious British accent, I might add. These poor people live in these tiny apartments. Like I'm looking at his, you know, background and he's got his TV and, and you know. Yeah, mute it. <laughs> what a dick. That upsets me. Because yeah. here, here's a guy who's a successful actor. Well, ish. He's been in some one thing, you He's know. He's been in a big show. Yeah. And he did a great job, in my opinion. Yeah. And, uh, and here he is prepared to audition for this guy, and this guy rips on him. Well, he's just sort of like, look at this guy. This is, and like, look at these poor people who live in these small apartments. <laughs> now, <laughs> look but, at the TVs on his wall. But I'm not, sh- I'm not sure. Did he mean poor, like, poor financially, or did he mean poor, like... It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Yes, that's he's, what I think he meant. Yeah. So, not like, look at these poor people. Don't have the money. It's like, look at these poor people who are living in this um, small amount of space. I mean, this guy's probably living, I'm guessing, in like a New York City or, you know, big city that's super expensive. So he probably can't afford much. These poor people live in these tiny apartments. Like I'm looking at his, you know, background and he's got his TV and, and, you know. Yeah, mute it. So. That's insane to me. I just feel like, I hope you gave him the job. See, I, I feel the same way whenever I see pictures of Bundes' place. I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> yeah, poor Bundes is poor in the people. small. No, no, poor, this not is... a poor as in cash flow, but poor, like, ah, oh, I wish you had three more rooms attached to that main but area. this is very GTA, you know, of Bundes yeah. to live in a bachelor pad, as it would be similar in New York City or L.A., you know? Like, you, yeah. you have one spot. You have, like, a, an apartment, one room. Yeah, What's yeah. the big deal, you know? I mean, if if you were applying for a job bonus and it was a video conversation and Mm -hmm. then you heard them say that about your place, (laughs) would you be offended by it or would you think that they were being empathetic? I mean, depends on the tone. In that in that case there, it's it doesn't sound like he's trying to knock the guy. It just sounds like he's used to living in something much bigger and he's like he's seeing a lot of actors who are struggling and they're constantly in small places. And Mm, that's what it sounded like to me. Well, I mean, for me, what's upsetting about it is like, uh, it's awkward, this situation with the Zooms, but let's just be professional and focus on my acting and the character that I've prepared for you today. Mm. Oh, you want a tour of my place? Is that why? Is that what we're doing here? You want to have a look at my financials? Should I bring up my bank account on the screen and screen share that shit with you? <laughs> what is this about? Is this about my acting or yeah. is this about the, you know? I mean, obviously you shouldn't be commenting on stuff like that, but I don't feel like it's, it was as big a burn as it could be. It wasn't like, this guy's got the worst fashion or the worst <laughs> style choices ever. Mm. Yeah, still. He's uh, obviously an actor who's like, you know, in between gigs mm. in a, probably a city where there's lots of uh, auditions going around. 
yeah. the guy rips on him for his apartment. I mean, everyone in who knows that uh, director will know who he is. Who is he? I don't know. You just hear his voice, though. It's not like oh, it's pretty just unique. Mean, right? Like he didn't out the director. He just said, "This happened to me." Yeah. Wow. And he posted it, and I, who knows? Maybe it means he's going to get the job because the director is going to feel bad, or the director is going to be super pissed that he just like <laughs> totally threw that out there. And you know, most actors uh, are working the service industry on the side. A lot of them, right? Yeah. They, yeah. You know. A lot of them uh, are waiting tables, waiting for that gig. Like John Hamm was waiting tables for a really long time, wasn't he, in L.A., like just trying to get a gig? Yeah. Uh, would you be offended, Bundes, if a boss said that to you? A potential boss was like, look at this guy. He's got his like bed and his TV in the same, or whatever, you know? Like, and I don't know if I'd be offended. I'd probably be just like, yeah, and I fuck a lot more chicks than you'll ever will in my Whoa! bed. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you could easily be in a bigger place if you changed locations yeah, and totally. sold your place. You could have a house, you know, if you were willing to drive 40 minutes in Absolutely the morning. Absolutely, he could. So I actually, it is a choice for you to be, like, living in the situation you're living in. Yeah, like, when I bought in the building that I did, there was multiple bigger units mm-hmm. that were available for not, like, a hell of a lot more money. It could have easily gone with that. I actually preferred this layout of being in an open studio. I did. I didn't like. Um, I felt like the the walls were a little smaller, even though you technically had more square foot. Breaking off and having a second room for a bedroom made the living space feel smaller. Yeah. And I just preferred the openness of like one big room. Totally. So instead of your bed being basically wall to wall, you know, like at some of these condo buildings, yeah. you see where there's a separate bedroom. You literally can't even fit an end table in beside your bed. Or if you can, it's going to be like sandwiched in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I I just like that that concept of like an open space. The bed was a centerpiece and it was just like a bachelor place. I didn't, I wasn't Mm -hmm. trying to, I I just like that whole vibe of the bachelor. Like, yeah, it's just a guy's place, you know? My brother-in-law has a bachelor pad too. And uh, he is really into like... um, I don't know what they call it, but there's like this movement now where it's like a Murphy bed, but it's like a high end one. So his couch will fold down into a Murphy yeah. bed uh, and he would love to get it to the point where you can uh, get these homes that they're designing in New York City where you can like press a button and all of a sudden a dining room table like comes out of a wall. Like the whole place is convertible yeah. Yeah. depending on what you're doing. If you're having a big Thanksgiving dinner, you can turn that room into just a big dining room. That is pretty cool. I think my goal like would be be like a big open loft. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Same kind of concept though, open studio, but just way more square footage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or like a raw loft. Don't include kids in that goal of yours yeah. then, because <laughs> that big open space would be a nightmare if you start raising a family this in is it. True. This but is that's true. like a bachelor's perfect scenario. I'd be with you on that a hundred percent. Totally. Like I think I could live in a one bedroom condo if I had or sorry, one room condo if mm-hmm. I had everything I need. Yeah. If I didn't have a family. That you wanted to like close the door on. That's the thing. It gets to the point where you want to close the door on people. But if you're living alone. Yeah. like everything's within reach. Yes. You don't have to open a door. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Exactly. All right. Well. I came in with good intentions, then I let it go. And now I really want to know. What if I, what if I trip? Should I play? I mean, 
they did a live version of this last night at the American Music Awards. I could play a little of that. Too. All right. Maybe that's maybe that's the way to get out of this. What if I what if I trip? What if I what if I fall? Hmm. And they became best friends. Bieber and Mendez. Maybe they are. I could see them starring in like a cop drama. Mendez and Bieber. <laughs> but a comical one like uh, the other guys. Did you ever see that one with Mark Wahlberg and um, no. Will Ferrell? You've oh, never the seen other that? Guy- yeah, that was pretty funny. The other guys is a really funny movie. You've never seen that? No, and I love oh, Will Ferrell. Oh, you would, it's like one of the good Will Ferrell movies. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's worth seeing for sure. All right, thanks for checking out this podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon.